I used to have a wonderful, reoccurring dream of a fantastic, calm, crimson sea, with my school friend Michael and I swimming naked in warm waves, glowing sunset red. A golden dolphin rose out of the water, who sang a magic song. Then he kissed me, he kissed Michael, and we both laughed. The shimmering dolphin winked and disappeared. The waves became red silk damask, soft as clouds. It enveloped the two of us in a warm cocoon, and I would awake all befuddled, thinking of beautiful Michael, splendid in his ruby-red silk dressing gown, lounging like a handsome young prince. And I, if he is a fairy-tale prince, who was I? Who am I now, and who is he? There have been times in my short lifetime when I have felt so alone, felt my entire being ache steadily with a hollow pain, feeling my flesh, bone, and sinew all stiff and tense with anger and frustration, as if my hands were clawing wildly with total abandon at the walls of the room I imagine is my soul, trying to shatter the boundaries and release the loneliness that, like some frigid spouse, prods me to seek outside company, then to return again to my state of solitude and, for a time, find comfort and contentment in its homely confines. It is in this way I have conceived in my mind the picture of the demigod evolved of my privacy. It is in such a manner I have lived out most of my life, alone. I have only once ventured to share my private self. I do not regret this one very singular friendship. Each detail shall remain vivid and alive in my mind for as long as I am. If there does exist happiness for me, it is in moments. Each moment was unto itself a microcosm of transient beauty. Every instance exists, marked and labeled, glowing and preciously preserved on the shelves of the case that lines my soul, preserved for life, remembered. When I, at the age of fourteen, started what was to be my high school career, my congenial state of solitude was replaced by dire confusion. I was sent to a parochial boys' academy. The school, St. Anthony's Seminary, became my boarding place. It was, perhaps, not the most celebrated preparatory school, not for locale or curriculum, certainly, which both were beyond tedious. But the institution compensated for these apparent lacks by having painfully strict discipline and high religious standards of the Catholic persuasion. It was in this gray and constricted atmosphere that I felt more alone than ever before, uncomfortably alone, solitary, and desolate of hope. I was an adolescent, but still, I felt an overwhelming need to possess a deep and truly intimate friend who could share my life's happenings and could be confided in easily. 
someone whose interpretations of the world were reassuringly like my own. I imagined a fantasy friend, a vague ghost of my wish, and then, miraculously, an ideal companion appeared in the form of my roommate, who was also an outsider and new to the school. Michael, my new roommate, had already chosen the bed next to the window when I found our room. He announced rather grandly that he was a poet and an artist, and he needed the window's light and air for his creative process. The boy was also a dreamer, a charmer, and very handsome.